And we're here. Hello. Hi, Katie. Hello. Hi, Emma. Here we are for another wonderful episode. And as promised, new intro. So I have picked one and written one that is makes just about as much sense for this podcast as the movie that we will be covering, Failure to Launch, has made sense. So Webster's Dictionary defines the oh term rom-com. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. As a light comic movie or other work whose plot focuses on the development of a romantic comedy. That's You're right. right. This one is folks. worse. <laughs> That's worse than last week's. You're right. I didn't think I we mean... could get worse than last week's. Oh, we can. Oh, we can. I you was coming up with right, new ideas. Paliza. <laughs> no, wrong. You put me wrong. Prove me wrong. Shame on me. <laughs> All right. So that's another intro that we definitely will not be doing. So That we will definitely be using again in the future. I'm Emma. I'm Katie. And here we are for another wonderful episode of Go Get Your Girl. Someone goes and gets their As girl Webster's in this Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Webster's Dictionary defines a girl. Let's not get into that. Oh, let's not. I'm going to say right now that my notes for Failure to Launch. Failure to Launch from 2006. From 2006. Directed by Tom Day. Yes, Tom Day. He also directed the Marmaduke movie. Oh, but he also directed Shanghai Noon, which is, I remember being good with Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson. Yes. I liked that movie. Yeah. I remember that being like a 2000s staple for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, most of my showtime with Eddie Murphy and Robert De Niro. Huh. After Robert De Niro made meet the parents in like, I don't know, 2000 or something. And then just made only trash comedies after that for like 15 years. I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't know. What's he doing now? Was it the Irishman? I mean, probably. I mean, he did Silver Linings Playbook, which we'll probably cover on this podcast at one point. Like, that's a good one. That's a pretty good one. That's probably one of my favorites. Starring Bradley Cooper, who shows up in this movie. Exactly. Look at that. Full circle. We decided we wanted to do a bad one. We should start off by Mm -hmm. saying this is a bad one. This This one's a bad one. The nadir of the rom-com kind of hit in like the... The mid to late 2000s, I think. And Matthew McConaughey is along for the ride. Yeah. This is the movie that society as a whole saw in movie theaters, saw with their families, with their loved ones. And they said, I think we're good on rom-coms. I think we're good. No more. No more. And it it limped along for another like five or six years. And then there was just nothing until streaming. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're seeing a whole new resurgence of rom-coms, especially Christmas rom-comicans. Yes, rom-comicans. Rom-comicans is better, yeah. So to start us off, Katie, can you tell me what is your relationship with this movie? Do you have a history with it? Um, Yeah, I saw this movie with my parents um, when it came out. You were one of the ones. Yeah, um, I was, you know... In college, early college, yeah, yeah, when this movie came out. And uh, I guess it was the summer because I was at home and we went to see it because we used to go see a ton of movies. Like I was hanging out with a couple of friends like 
we do this movie night and my friend Cassie one time said to me, she's like, we always talk about like when we first saw the movie before we watched the movie. And she's like, you saw so many movies in the theater when you were a kid. I was like, yeah, that's what we did. Like my parent, when I was like a little kid, like my parents and I went to see, went to the movies like every week. They and really then I did, did a real movie goer, real movie. Yeah. Goer. Yeah. And they were too. I mean, like before I was born, they saw everything, everything. Ugh. And like my mom, it's so weird. My mom's cultural knowledge is bizarre because like she won't know about, so many current events things but if we're watching like if i'm at her house and we're watching an episode of murder she wrote and there's this random character actor who shows up and she knows like everything he was in in the 70s and 80s and like up until like the mid 2000s probably she was super well versed on directors character actors and and stuff like that um it's really weird because like if you like hung out with my mom you would never expect that she would have that kind of like deep lore on um, random (laughs) character actor knowledge yeah hey everyone's got their thing right that's just your mom's thing is yeah yeah, and now she doesn't go to the movies at all like you know my dad passed away a couple of years ago and like she said she doesn't like to go to the movies alone it's really sad i was she's actually going to the movie i talked to her today she's going to the movies tonight she's going to see oh good i don't oh no oh she's seeing uh she's seeing a rom-com she's seeing um uh, my big fat greek wedding three oh good for her with her friend nancy that that yeah your mom and nancy are probably the only two people that are gonna go see that film i don't know you know we'll see i mean the we'll, we'll definitely cover we'll probably do all, all three of those movies on this podcast yeah, eventually like the first one is they like an all-time classic like it's it, it was yeah. when it came out it was the 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 highest like grossing movie on the lowest budget ever made right it was the most profitable yeah. movie ever yeah actually filmed in chicago Per capita, yes, it is filmed in Chicago, yeah. Which I always and then the second one is not good. (laughs) I haven't seen the second one, so and I I imagine the third one is probably also not good. But who knows? Maybe Mia Vardalos will surprise us. We may turn a corner. (laughs) Uh, Some other fun facts. So that is not what this movie is about. No, that's not. That's far from what this movie is about. I'm going to be honest, and I had never seen this movie. I think that I saw it once when I was getting. Until, well, I've seen it now, and I can't right. go back. You cannot, yeah. I cannot. I believe Once you crack the seal seen. on failure to launch. Oh, yeah, that was something else. Hold There's on, just no real quick. Back. My yeah, So yeah. my parents saw it, and we were all like, you know, that wasn't very good. But the term failure to launch, like, kind of wormed its way into the vocabulary of at least my parents. And they would they would use that expression all the time, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I did say in my notes that the whole concept of a kid being stuck at home with their their parents because they just don't want an adult relatable as yeah, someone yeah. who's living in her parents basement right now and doing you didn't this have to say that you didn't have to tell from me. my parents oh the listeners should know the <laughs> listeners should know the dark and dirty is I didn't that... even think about that. Like when I, when I ran like last episode, I randomly picked this. And then like, I, when I started watching it the other day, I was like, oh yeah. Emma's living so relatable. Parents. So yeah. relatable. But not I am for in long. one of the guests. Not for long. Not for long. Yeah. The housing market's not great. And you haven't been living there continuously since no. you were a child either. We moved yeah. in in April. I yeah. should let the listeners know that my husband and I want to buy a house and the housing market's terrible. So we're just staying at my parents, saving money while we wait for things to change. So well, at least until Very January when, when we move. 
And that's and... another thing, like, this movie, like, I mean, this is pre-2008. This is pre-housing yeah. crisis. This is pre-all yeah. of that kind of stuff. I think that, like, the culture has definitely changed. I think there's much less of a stigma oh, of people, sure. like, living with their parents um, for various reasons uh, now yeah. than there was in 2006, for sure. Yeah, that this is when our generation still had a future. <laughs> right, Yeah. Yay! So yeah, so this was my first time seeing this movie. Uh, and I will say I wrote down more questions than I did notes. Sure, yeah. Well, I, as always, I've got like five pages of notes, so, you know. Of course, yes. Um, yeah, shall we Shall we do the plot really quick? Let's try to do, the, do plot the plot quickly. quickly. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna throw the plot over to you because I don't do anything quickly well. Okay, yeah, fine. I wouldn't say that. Okay, so um, <laughs> Failure to Launch is about um, Matthew McConaughey, who plays a character with the unlikely name of Trip. Um, and his uh, he lives with his parents. He's 35, which, okay. Relatable. <laughs> yeah. I'm turning um, 35 on Sunday. <laughs> you don't have to tell them that. <laughs> this will probably get cut. Yeah, I am also somewhere in that age range, but I am not going to share exactly how old I am. Thank you. Um, as I as I entered my thirties, I decided to be coy about my age. Uh, although I did, I did, I did say the a year I was in college, so I guess that gives it away. Anyway, but you could be. It could have been any year that you were in college. That's true. That's true. Let's cut all you of could this. Have, actually, you you could be a this? genius. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I did. I graduated college when I was 16 years old. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Anyway. So Trip. Trip. (laughs) Tell us about Trip. Lives with his parents. We don't know why. Um, and he's a guy who sucks. Uh, and he hangs out. He hangs out with his friends who also suck. Named Ace and Demo, played Uh by Justin Bartha and Bradley Cooper, who. We'll get we'll, we'll do a bit on Bradley Cooper in a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his the the movie is set in a bizarre parallel universe where every man <laughs> in their thirties lives with their parents. Every they're, man, they're or at least in Baltimore, is that where is it is? Where, oh I, I did write. I have down, so many I, notes going. Where the fuck is this movie set? I could not figure it out. I have so out. many notes saying that too. Okay. So I finally just had to look it up on IMDb, and it wasn't. It's not like on there you have to go down to the goofs section ah, not even the, the trivia goof the section. goofs and it's love a goof <laughs> this movie was supposed to take place in baltimore maryland but in, but this one scene was filmed in a place where there were palm trees <laughs> i didn't notice palm trees but i did say the lizard that they run into later they um they say oh, is a chuckwalla which is uh native to the southern southwestern united states i'm like but it's on the ocean anyway not important <laughs> So Trip, Ace, and Demo, these three guys who suck, all of them live suck. with their parents. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's parents, played by Terry Bradshaw and Kathy Bates, just, like, the supporting cast in this movie is so insane. Like, it's... Like, how? Like, how did they sell this? Honestly, like, I mean, it's just they had the budget. They had the budget to hire all these people. And minus Terry Bradshaw, like, they're all good actors. It's yeah. weird. Terry Bradshaw, who is a football player, most known for commercials, at least for me, at least. Um, Oh, and we'll have to talk uh, about, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, they're at a, they're at like a, um, a backyard party with all of their friends 
who whose parents who also adult children live with their parents. It's so weird. But it's just They're the like, dudes. Are they like in a commune together? Like what I, at is... first, I was like, maybe that's it, or maybe that this particular high school they just really had a lot of bonding issues with their yeah, parents I don't, I don't or know. maybe like, maybe they had like a dare program but instead of dare it was hey boys don't move out of your mom's house you don't know how good you've got it yeah okay yeah fair enough yeah they got <laughs> scared that, straight to live with the their bear. parents yeah yeah, okay. yeah that was Smokey the bear that, that was Smokey the bear <laughs> oh okay cool <laughs> I'm excellent at impression do you think that Smokey the bear was the mascot for dare that he was against both forest fires and I drugs. I realized that after it was coming out of my mouth, I was yeah, like, yeah, that's, okay. that's wrong. 90s good yeah, yeah, I believe you're, think, you're thinking of Griff the Crime Dog. Was, oh, uh, Griff. Yeah. I sniff out crime. He said that, right? Jesus Christ. I have no idea what Griff the Crime Dog said. <laughs> I'm surprised I pulled out Griff the Crime Dog. I'm actually I don't know why I remember these things. I feel like Griff he wore a trench coat and a hat. He was like a detective dog, right? Yeah. yeah. He looked like but he mostly belonged. it was minor offense. He wanted to like jail people for minor offenses and ruin their lives. Like, yeah. A cab includes Griff the Crime Dog. <laughs> so we're canceling Griff the Crime Dog here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Internal Affairs has opened an investigation. <laughs> so all of that is very relevant to this movie. Um, we haven't even introduced Sarah Jessica Parker yet. <gasps> so Failure not watch. only, not only. To all of these men live with their parents, but the problem is so severe, at least citywide, Baltimore wide, that <laughs> that Sarah Jessica Parker's whole job. It's her is, entire job. That's her whole job. And she has a very, yeah, she has a roommate, but she has a very nice apartment. It's a house. She, it's it's a house. She has a house. I mean, I don't Zoe know how low rent is yeah. in Baltimore, but like. It seems nice. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I mean, it's. No trouble was made to make you think Baltimore. Baltimore is not the third character in this movie, which is a real problem with rom-coms. I feel like rom-coms need to have a really good sense of place. It's really important. Oh, for sure. To to the rom-com, the environment has no sense I mean, they're sailing all the time. I guess they're like, you know this from the skyline and from these boats, right? And they're like, look, they're eating crab. Guess where we are. They do eat crab. They do eat crab. Okay. Yeah, that's true. And there's also like there's the aquarium. Baltimore has a really good aquarium. I've been there. Yeah, Where, the National did, Aquarium is in Baltimore. Is there a scene in the aquarium? Because I don't remember. Yeah, that's that. where Justin Bartha and Zoe Deschanel go on their date. It is. Yeah. See, that's how much of an impression this movie made on me. Fair enough. So back to the plot. Um, yes. So it's, Sarah Jessica Parker gets um referred to terry bradshaw and kathy bates from another satisfied client who's a friend of theirs a friend of theirs whose child also lives with them in their 30s um (laughs) so she what what her job is is she fake dates people um and uses her like um makes them fall in love with her against their will and uses that to get convince them to break up to, to move out of their parents' house. But it's then what insane. happens afterwards? What happens afterwards? I there's, kept wondering that. What happens yeah, afterwards? There's nothing. We don't know. We don't know what happened to Patton Oswald. There's if anything, they would probably move back in with their parents. Yeah. But, after they but, find out, like, I mean, does it does she just like break it off like easy? Like, does she I just guess, like, or, like you know introduce them to another single available lady? Like take yeah, them to a Does she lady? force Zoe Deschanel to date all of them? Who probably. Knows? 
also, most likely. I, um, so yeah. Um, so that's basically the plot and it follows the, the normal rom-com formula, you know, like <laughs> she has a best friend. He has these mm-hmm. two assholes who friends. are his friends, um, who are like just cartoonish nonsense throughout the, they are the tone all... of this movie is so weird. They're all into, I'm pretty sure I wrote a note about it. Extreme sports, not just sports, they... but like their hobbies are extreme sports this movie is gendered to an inch of its life like this is such a like christ boys are like this and girls are like this movie boys will be boys with the exception of zoe deschanel or is that do you think do you think that the fact that that she was like an alcoholic who wore kitten heels even to the uh oh my god i noted that too like she's wearing heels in every single scene yeah yeah she's when she's at home when she's at home she's walking around the house in kitten heels i know uh and like leggings because of the time, but like kitten heels. I made that note. Yeah, she's I mean, which is weird because you know Zoe Deschanel is famous for uh, ballet flats, so you know. Yeah. This is early, anyway. Um. <laughs> so basic rom com formula, you know, they get together, they have a bunch of dates. Um, the he eventually finds out, he feels betrayed. There's a whole thing in the third act. Oh, There's a big. Fun. There's a big thing that happens, and uh, and then they get back together and happily ever after the end. That's that's mm-hmm. a rom com. Um, the problem with this, this one, one is also that had boats. This does have boats, yeah. Uh, and you know, rom coms have to have you know some kind of like fun job. We talked we talked about that in a couple of episodes. And Matthew McConaughey's fun job is that he sells boats. He's a boat salesman, which apparently which is very lucrative. Is According to I mean, his sure, car. yeah. I mean, my dad sold cars, and boats are much more expensive than cars, so I imagine but it must. People aren't going out every like year, few years, because their boat just died, and they need a. New oh, that's boat. true. I mean, like your your dad does own boats, so I I, I will you say, would know, yeah. I do come from a boating family. Yeah, yeah, but we I mean, boating on Lake Michigan house. and boating on the ocean is probably different. I would guess. Well, my dad and my brother both boat, and they boat um. on any body of water however i could not tell you anything about boating except it's too much work and that's why (laughs) it's a lot of work you have to do stuff when i'm on a boat i don't want to i don't want to do stuff i want to sit and enjoy the view yeah so um yeah i don't want to jibe i don't want to jibe i don't want to i don't want to duck a a big thing swinging around that's crazy i don't want to come about yeah, let's have margaritas. I mean, come on. Yeah. One of my notes here says, wait, do they all live with their folks in this economy? They do. They all live with their parents. It's so stupid. The The supporting <laughs> cast is is crazy. It's so, it's so crazy. weird. Um, I forgot Insane. Bradley Cooper and Justin Bartha were both in this movie, which is weird because they're both in The Hangover, like the next year. That was a fun fact on IMDb. <laughs> 90% cool. of the fun facts on IMDb were all this actor and this actor were also in this other movie. And That's then what I got they all really are. Like the, the trivia ones. facts, the trivia facts on IMDb are 90%. These actors were in a movie together and it's, that's not, that's not trivia. That's, that's a, I do. I have, I have a piece of trivia that you're never going to guess about this movie though. Oh, okay. Do you want to try guessing what, what this fun fact I saw yeah, give on me IMDb a clue. was? Okay. It has to do with the chipmunk. <laughs> no i have no idea <laughs> did the chipmunk really uh, bite him or something just for context for some reason animals hate uh mcconaughey it's so they, fucking stupid they, 
It's so dumb. And it's because they try like rationalizing it later in the movie being like, I was so surprised when they actually made it a thing. Life together. Right. It's because you don't have your life together. Like I should also say, I haven't seen this movie in years. Also, I just remembered that it was bad. So I didn't remember, you know, half the things that happened in this movie. So the fun fact is, you're not going to like this fun fact. It's not, it's not really a fun fact. It's just a piece of trivia. So during the filming of the chipmunk scene, yeah, the set trainer dropped, stepped, <gasps> and killed one of the chipmunks. Oh no, that's terrible! It's awful. It's so awful. So that means that means the ASPCA can't have the little thing at the end of this saying no animals were harmed in the making no, of this. They harmed an animal. Was Oh, Jesus. I hate that. I know. I do, too. Poor chipmunk. R.I.P. chipmunk. That's not worth it. The death of a chipmunk. This movie was not worth the death of a chipmunk. Do you think that that chipmunk's family saw that that chipmunk got murdered on the job and wasn't allowed any sort of, um, like, compensation? So they cursed the movie with their chipmunk They cursed it to be bad? I mean, was it successful? Like, do we know if this was a hit? It was like, no, it was. uh, The budget was 50 million. In the box office, it brought in 130.2. Oh, so that's a hit. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, it couldn't have done well critically. Like, I'm like, there's no way this was like, yeah. Um, Okay. So, yeah, Bradley Cooper. Um, What's your history on on Mr. Bradley Cooper? How do we feel about uh, Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper. I'm kind of neutral on bradley cooper really i'm completely honest i like some stuff that he does and i hate other stuff that he does like i love silver linings playbook i love um name another bradley cooper movie i mean the star is born is the big one oh i loved him in a star is born i cried buckets yeah. I thought he was kind of creepy for all the press that they did for that. Like it looked like he was mm. steps away from making out with Lady Gaga. And I Yeah, mean, I mean it was really like I think I, I mean something had to have been happening between them, right? right? Like he sat next yeah. to her on the piano during the Oscars, which was a beautiful performance. But the It was a time, great like, performance. Said, it was why sexy. is Bradley Cooper there? Get Bradley Cooper out of there. He wrote it. He wrote well, he ruined it. <laughs> wow. By sitting um, next to Lady Gaga. Uh, I uh, I like Bradley Cooper in that I have you know I have a crush on Bradley Cooper and I Not have yet. since Alias. Um, I don't know. If you oh, watched he the was television on Alias. Show. Alias, yeah, he was in like the first couple seasons. Um, yeah, it was like it was like the first thing he did. He was like her nerdy best friend, which is ridiculous, obviously, because it's Bradley Cooper, right? But I mean, like he he was like he wasn't he wasn't as built and and stuff, and he was like you know twenty two or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he was in Wedding Crashers the, the year before this. Oh. And then he did this. And then I guess he kind of like this probably really helped his career if it was that big of a hit. Yeah. For he's sure. got a big part in this. Yeah. And he's and playing a weird character. Like a nature loving world <laughs> yeah. traveler. That's their excuse for him living at home. Justin Bartha's yeah. excuse for him living at home is that he lives in his parents' basement not a room, the basement. And yeah. he runs his business, his like technology business out of there. Yeah. He's and then rich later. You and, find like, out super that he genius or some house. kind of yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, so that's my that's our history with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, who's really into animals, and he's the one that gives that speech. That's just like McConaughey trip, trip. Which is like, is does that mean that he's a third? Is that what trip means? Like he he's his dad is junior and he's the third, so they call him. The trip. thing is, is that looking at his dad, what's his name, football player, Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. I one hundred percent would believe that they would name their kid Trip. Maybe not sure, Kathy Bates, yeah. but if yeah. Kathy Bates was married to Terry Bradshaw, maybe. Yeah, chances are higher. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I mean he's certainly a Trip. I mean, like he's also like this is probably peak matthew mcconaughey like attractiveness right, would we say right. like he does we only get one all right true detective he says, all right. his peak oh really okay yeah well he I mean, did there's... say one all right i caught that too and i was like yeah. where's the other two when he's cooking he's like all right and then no more oh. gotta leave us wanting more yeah everybody perks up and gets on the edge of their seat and then that's why he's nothing. so successful yeah um yeah because i mean he did how to lose a guy in 10 days and like yeah. one thing that I think, okay, so mainly the reason this movie doesn't work is because there's no chemistry between Sarah Jessica no, Parker and Matthew McConaughey, which is, I mean, how do we feel about Sarah Jessica Parker? What's your history on Sarah Jessica Parker? I should say. My history with Sarah Jessica Parker, loved Sex in the City. I like her, but I know I feel that she is the same in everything. I like her as a, like a celebrity because I think yeah. that she seems her and uh, Ferris Bueller's life seems real, like aspirational. Like they go to the ballet, sure. they live yeah. in New York City. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like the they're ultimate theater New people. They're yeah, theater. they just did yeah. a play together. She yeah. has and her he own killed shoe that person line. one time, but like, it's but okay. no, don't worry about that. Don't worry about Sarah Jess- Jessica Parker's shoe line because girls be shopping. She has a shoe line? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I own a pair of them. Because they're yeah. actually kind of cute. But they're, like, also on the more, like, expensive side. I think I got it from, like, Sorry. DSW on, like, clearance. Okay. So it's not, like, a Lauren Conrad at Cole's situation. No, it's like a Sarah no. Jessica Parker at Nordstrom situation. Yeah. <laughs> Did not know and, she had shoes. Oh, I was, in, I was in Mariano's the other day. She also has a wine line. Of course she does. She that's that's unsurprising. Yeah, shoes and wine are are kind of her her thing for sure. But yeah, I can see God that. God damn yeah. it, Sarah Jessica Parker! That bottle of wine that I saw that was yours was like thirty dollars. Oh, I'm not spending thirty dollars on a bottle of wine. No, unless uh, it's an anniversary. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm I'm a box wine girl. Like I'm a three bucks chuck kind of. Yeah, you just get more. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, they have no chemistry. Um, Matt, there's, there's, there's some glimmer. So Matthew McConaughey seems like bored in this movie, I think. Um, I think that this, he's even said later that his agent like talked him into doing this stuff and he didn't want to do it because like <laughs> there's flashes and like the dinner scene, like the bit where like he reveals that he's found out that, that they've pulled this like, you know, prank on him for lack of a better yeah. word. That scene, I think he's really cooking because like he's kind of channeling some of that, like how to lose a guy in 10 days, like yeah. asshole, charming assholeness thing where yeah. they're like fucking with each other in that movie, which is a far superior movie. I mean, that's really like that movie came out, I think a few years before this and then it was this one. And then there was mm-hmm. fool's gold, which re- repaired oh. him with um, Kate Hudson, Kate Hudson. 
Yeah. And uh, it was diminishing returns for real. Because like uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is the is the only good one of those movies. Yeah. You like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, right? Oh, I love How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. That's yeah. rom-com canon. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> we'll get to it eventually. Um, but yeah, they just don't really have anything... They don't have you. You don't care that they're that they're together. Like it's so wild. You really don't. When and Justin Bartha and Zoe Deschanel have way more chemistry than oh, yeah. Matthew McConaughey and Sarah Jessica you Parker. One like, thousand believe one thousand percent believe that they're gonna bang. But yeah. the thing about also Sarah Jessica Parker's character and Bradley Cooper's character is well, actually across the board, I think my last note is that I this movie would have worked a little bit better had any of the characters been likable any just just make I like, one i like zoe deschanel i like zoe really? deschanel's character yeah she wants to murder a bird that's her I know, whole which is crazy. Line. she's an which alcoholic who wants to murder a bird i know i know it's so silly um uh, let's let's get into the animals let's do that um oh there are... the animals this would have actually been a great point to bring There's... up that fun fact there's four animal scenes in this movie technically five animal scenes in this movie i only remember three hold on name all five okay there's the, the bird animals. there's the bird the, bird. the yes. chipmunk yes. the dolphin yes. the lizard and then yes. the dolphin again at the end oh but okay yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah. comes full circle yeah so let's okay as this was happening i didn't remember that they like draw attention to this but like so that the movie structure is basically like there's a scene with matthew mcconaughey and Sarah Jessica Parker, and then there's a scene with Matthew McConaughey and his bros. And in each one, they're doing some kind of dumb bro Extreme shit. Extreme biking, paintball, rock yeah. climbing. Yeah. Well, the girls Sitting, are at paintball. drinking beers. Yeah, playing video games, rock climbing. Playing yeah. video games. Allowing surfing, Kathy surfing. Bates to wait on them hand and foot. Oh my god. Surfing. It's so, it, this movie's so misogynist, too. Like, from it's the beginning... So like that first yeah. bit where like you get the thing where like you understand that like Terry Bradshaw wants his son out of the house because his wife doesn't like wait on him the way that she waits on their son. It's so yeah. obnoxious. Well, I'll tell you what, Terry Bradshaw, she did not make you in her tummy. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's where babies are. Weird made. if she did. <laughs> Um, also, so, did you catch the joke? Did you catch the joke early on? They make this joke about Kathy Bates's past and how she would have to get a job, the only job she's ever had, or she like hasn't made that much money since she was dancing. So I can only assume that Kathy Bates was a stripper, which cool, not, but like, why did we throw did that in there? That. Can we go yeah. into a little bit of depth? Do we know, like, why did she leave the dancing life? What's yeah. her take on a lot of things? It's very, it's so fucking weird. Like all of this is just, it's so weird. All of it. Um, so yeah. So the first scene, okay. For whatever reason, I don't know, because listen, I love animals. I would never harm a bird or a chipmunk or anything, but like, for whatever reason, I really find Zoe, I really find Zoe Deschanel charming in this. And this is like, this is like early career Zoe Deschanel. This is, I mean, cause almost like, almost famous. 500 Days of Summer, I don't know, 500 Days of Summer must have been after this, I think. 500 Days of Summer was 08. Yeah, okay, yeah, so this is 06. So yeah, this is probably like a big deal for her that she got this part. She's Sarah Jessica Parker's best friend. 
you know, mm-hmm. Sarah Jessica Parker is like 16 years older than her. No mention is made of that at all. Um, it's actually pretty common. And then Matthew McConaughey is like 10 years older than Bradley Cooper, too. Um, or no, not Brad, Justin Bartha. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's a little bit. It's kind of in between. But yeah, that's a, kind of like a, a trope in rom-coms. And I've heard people talk about this before, that it's important to have the main character have a best friend that's like 10 years younger than them. That is very common in especially like more modern rom-coms because it, because again, like the main character in a rom-com is probably going to be a little bit older than the character that they're playing because they're usually like a bigger name. And then in order to make them seem younger, because Sarah Jessica Parker's 40 years old when she made this movie. Yeah. But she's not playing a 40 year old. Like it doesn't. No, you're led to believe that everyone here is 35. Yeah, exactly. Zoe Deschanel is 24. Zero, yeah. <laughs> Except Zoe Deschanel. It's funny. Her name is Kit, and um, which also is adorable. Um, the most her, twee they, they... name possible. <laughs> I was just about to say, like, my name is Catherine. I could go by Kit if I wanted to. Um, Can you go by Kit? No, I will not. But on multiple occasions, Sarah Jessica Parker calls her Kit, and I and I thought that she called her Kid because she's <laughs> obviously like almost 20 years older than her. Oh my god. Yeah. All right, kid. Um, Get back from uh, the bird, kid. You want a gun? I think it's I think it's because just because like the Zoe De Chanel B plot, there's a mockingbird outside their house that is annoying Zoe De Chanel so much that she can't sleep <laughs> and she wants to kill it. But it um, is a protected species by Baltimore, is... Maryland standards. Which is an insane B-plot for a rom-com. Like, that is... Honestly, I like that. I think that is good. That is a good thing in this movie. There are, like, two good things, I think, that this movie does, and everything else is trash. Unfortunately, the most important things in this movie, like, for a rom-com, you know, it has to be a romance, and it has to be a comedy. Like, it has to be funny, and you have to care about the leads. There's no chemistry, so you don't care about the leads. So that's right out. And it's mostly not funny. The... I think I said at one point, at one point I I wrote down, like, I haven't even smiled in this movie yet. Um, The only time, oh crap, I don't remember the first time. Yeah, the time that I laughed. This got dark. Yeah, it's mm, the Zoe Deschanel. uh, Oh, the Zoe Deschanel scene where she's trying to buy a gun. That was the first time I laughed (laughs) in this movie with um uh, Ro- uh rob cordry yeah i love the, that the guy selling he's the gun, in that yeah. and he's selling a gun and then they sarah jessica parker shows up and then they start talking about orgasms and sex and then he's like no 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 don't leave stay there yeah which is yeah. the most 2006 rom-com joke ever yeah just i mean it's a thing and they just come they, they're circling around misogyny and um you know shaming people uh for, for living with their parents. Those are like the two yeah. like main things that they hit over and over. But yeah. Zoe Deschanel's in like a completely other movie where she's in at war with this bird. The comedy really wants I'm using, to kill this bird. I'm using air quotes here. The comedy in this movie is so like cartoonish and like zany. It, it's, it, it's like there were two scripts that they merged yeah. together. At um, one point, Terry Bradshaw decides that because trip has moved out he's now going to turn his room into a naked room mm-hmm. because he doesn't want and then they like reference it again later on he's, he's like, like this shirt's too heavy he like decides to become a nudist it's so silly it's so it's silly so 
so bizarre. The bird thing, like, doesn't work for this movie, but it kind of works on its own. Like, I don't know. I just kind of like it because I think she's charming. I love Zoe Deschanel. I think she's charming. I do, too. I I would love to see a rom-com of just that B-plot. I think that would be a way more interesting movie. Yeah, this, like, depressed alcoholic girl who is trying to kill this bird and the nerd that she wrangles into helping her. Yeah. Why is she an alcoholic? They reference that it's a sad thing, but they don't tell us why. No. No, we don't get any. Is it because the bird? That. And that's no. why we have Champagne Thursdays. Yeah, I imagine that she's depressed. Yeah, it's she's playing a very she's very anti Jessica Day too, like which is yeah. funny. Like she's, she's like a goth Jessica Day. Yeah, Jessica Knight. Jessica Knight, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Jessica Knight mode. Um, Jessica Knight mode. So that's the bird. So like, she I eventually just... ends up with Justin Bartha because um, they blackmail her into going on a date with him it's really it's really like uncomfortable really dark and then the reasons why trip lives at home is because his fiance died and his nephew that he hangs out with isn't his nephew it's his dead fiance's kid yeah and then they're like and that's why he lives at home it's just like okay I, i get that but like why aren't we talking about that yeah I uh, in re- in regards to the animals, I was wondering: Do you believe that failure to launch is Alvin and the Chipmunks canon? Yeah. Do we believe that one of those chipmunks was Alvin, or one of the other two? I mean, it seems like a real Alvin thing to do to uh, to bite him for basically no reason. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen the recent, uh, I have not seen the Jason Lee um, Chipverse uh, films, so I can't really speak to that. Um, but um, my understanding, I mean, the last Alvin and the Chipmunks movie I saw was Alvin and the Chipmunks and the Chipettes like world tour or whatever it was, yes. which was like this movie from the 80s. And I would, oh I would rent it like, all the time at Blockbuster when I was a kid. I really liked it. I don't know why. I'm, I'm They're like sure in a hot air balloon, a like going of, around the world. Yeah. They go to Mexico and they sing uh, Wooly Bully in front of like the um, uh, Tanach Tatlan or whatever. I don't think I said that right. I don't know. The pyramid, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to believe that this is Alvin and the Chipmunks canon. And that is Alvin. Well, hopefully Simon uh, is the one who got stepped on because... Fucking narc. <laughs> yeah, so that's the bird thing. Yeah, so Justin Bartha, um, who's the 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 nerdy, I mean, who's still hot. Like, they're all hot. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous that he's considered to be like, I mean, I guess if you're ranking Matthew McConaughey, Bradley Cooper, and Justin Bartha, Justin Bartha would be third. But I mean, still. But still hot. Yeah, he's still a movie star. And um, he's the rich one. Yeah, he is the rich one. So the, she, he gets a BB gun and they shoot the bird and then he has to give the bird CPR. That one doesn't really have anything to do with Matthew McConaughey. That's just a separate animal B plot. There's so many animals in this movie. <laughs> Why but is the, there so the, many animals in this the movie? The point of the other movie, th- the, the other like animal stuff in this movie is Matthew McConaughey keeps getting attacked by animals. Uh, in one scene, there's they a can chipmunk. smell bullshit. Yeah, I guess. There's... um. There's a chip. My back is to the door. Like, I know you can only see darkness behind me. So, like, I just it's had this horrible pretty, thought um... of, like, yeah, uh, yeah, somebody coming up behind me and just, like, and slitting killing my throat. you. Like, that would be, that'd be terrifying uh... for you. Like, that, yeah. 
this was i mean it's like one of those found footage movies like searching or the other one uh, unfriended and Un- well there's unfriended they're searching and then there's another one about a girl whose mom goes on vacation and she disappears I kept so, thinking you were going to say something else. Nope. nope. Um, you're just trying writer. to scare me now. Great. So I'm alone in the apartment, by the way. So I hope. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Now, and your address is. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. So let's cut that out. Um, uh, so the screenwriter. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, tell me about the screenwriter. Is this about okay, the animals? This... No, but it's about the screenwriter. It sort of ties it. <laughs> I think I said let's talk about the animals like 14 minutes ago. <laughs> you are talking about the animals. Talk- we talked about the chim- Alvin and the chipmunks. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And that's that's very relevant to this film. And there's also, you know, Flipper. Do we think this is Flipper canon? Nah. <laughs> She's not swimming into this. Are there dolphins in Baltimore? I mean, I guess so. Baltimore's on the ocean. I think they got dolphins all over the ocean, right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a marine biologist. Did they write the bird plotline in this movie just so that they could reference the book at one point? Because they do do that. They do, yeah. They (laughs) at the gun store. Ridiculous joke where he says, uh, "It's it's like there's a whole book about it. It's called To Kill a Mockingbird." She goes, "Oh, where can I find that?" Yeah. He's like, it's, it's not, it's not a how-to manual. <laughs> that is the exact moment that I wrote. Did Telling us Zoe Deschanel did not finish high plot. school, clearly. No, she did. She went to she went to college. Well, she, but she oh. didn't read To Kill a Mockingbird or even hear about it? I guess not. Not Kit. What did the screenwriter say, Emma? Oh, during the CPR, I wrote, Why? God, oh God, I it's, hate this. It's so it's stupid. It's so hard to watch. It's so hard to watch. Because yeah. the entire time, because he gives, I'm assuming that's not the proper way, technique, to give a bird CPR. Should not touch a bird with your mouth. Like, birds he are very dirty. He puts his whole mouth on that bird's beak. His it's whole awful. mouth. I, and it's I, it not was, funny. It's one of the, it's so awkward it's because it's one of those things where it's like, it's oh, stressful. this is like our big comedy scene. And it's just like. It's I have so expected him to like lame. to like accidentally push too hard and the bird exploded. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. waiting for, and I did not want that to happen. Thank God! Spoiler alert: the bird lives. Yeah, but and then oh, and then they become a part of the birding community. Yeah, then they become bird watchers. Yeah. What did the screenwriter say, Emma? Oh yes. So the screenwriters, um, it was a team. Believe it or not, not just one man, but two men. Sure. Men. Wait, wait, was it um was it ampersand or the word and? Do you know? I do not know because that's not what I wrote in my notes. Okay. Do you, you know what the, the the difference is though, right? Is that they're a team or Yeah, so like in the in the opening credits, um if it's an ampersand, it means the two writers worked together in a room. And if it's the oh. word and it means so sometimes it'll be like, you know, name, ampersand, name, word and, third name. That means the two with the ampersand work together, and then the third name it means that they he, that person took their script and then worked on it separately. Oh, that's so yeah. interesting. I did, I WGA no rules, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, there you go. 
congrats on the strike ending. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. They got what they wanted. Yeah. We are, exactly. neither of us are members of the WGA, so. Not yet. So the screen, it was screen written, screen written by not just one, but two men. Talking. Tom Astle and Matt Ember. And they also, I'm assuming, well, you have, I'm assuming that they're a team because they have also written another movie and like some episodes of TV shows, but they also wrote Get Smart. The Anne the Hathaway, Anne Hathaway, Steve Carell, Steve Carell, Rock the Dwayne Johnson vehicle, yep. Get Smart, yes. yeah. Which I have to argue is an enjoyable film. Is it? It's is not... it a rom com? Oh, actually, no. I, kinda, I, I think it kind of I, is. I don't think they get together. I think it's more of like a spy spoof. Yeah, but they get together. Anne I'll Hathaway and Steve Carell, you know, just <sighs> match made in heaven. Oh boy! Don't you feel oh, bad oh, for those boy. actors? You know, like I do. okay. So Anne, Annie, we're just gonna have you on set here today. Um, how are you? So good. So they actually wrote some new pages for you, and in this scene, they want you and Steve to just like be like making out, like just like make out hard. Like we want mm-hmm. passion, we want realism. Yeah. So, so yeah. So if you could go ahead and do that now, he will be making an office reference every time you leave his mouth but it's for the, the time film. you leave his mouth <laughs> wow that's how that's kissing bleak. works <laughs> that's that's bleak i don't like that i at actually all. feel bad because i think steve curl's a really lovely person he's uh, probably yeah but like also i mean i'm sure it's awkward for him i'm sure like he finds it weird that he has mm-hmm. to, like he has to be like have romantic scenes with people who are like 25 years younger than him and like you know so any more thoughts on the animals katie i have so many more thoughts on the animals <laughs> are all your even, notes about the animals we haven't even got listen 40 percent of this movie is animals so we haven't even <laughs> gotten even, to the first oh okay God. so the chipmunk bites him and seemingly he doesn't go to the doctor nowhere. he doesn't go to the doctor he doesn't go to the doctor he says he puts chipmunk cream on it I mean, I'm assuming that was a joke and he meant like Neosporin, but that doesn't no. cure rabies. No, we're laughing at this. In the movie, it is not funny. We're <laughs> laughing at how not funny it is. Like, it's it's so cringe because it's very clear that they're trying to do this like zany, like madcap comedy stuff. Like, this is not bringing up baby. Like, there is no. the best animal rom-coms have already been made, y'all. Like, yeah. They just picked two celebrity names out of a hat and were like, this is a movie. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, so they're doing that. And then one time they're surfing. They're always doing some kind of bullshit in all these scenes. And it's always an extreme sport. <laughs> they're surfing and um, they he gets bitten by a dolphin. And then in the last one, the last one is the worst one. They're, they're rock climbing. And a lizard bites him. He falls to the <laughs> ground because Justin Bartha isn't like belaying him properly. And then it cuts to the lizard. And I swear to God, the lizard laughs at him. The lizard does laugh at him. Like no joke. That lizard laughed. Was like, ha 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 ha, you fell. Like a children's movie. The lizard's like, <laughs> And it's playing like goofball suite number three or something. Oh my God. It's so, and it's so like out of, 
I mean, it's not it's not really out of out of tone with the rest of the movie because half the movie is zany animal antics, but it's just it doesn't make any sense. And then after that, like Bradley Cooper has this whole monologue where he's telling him he like he's like, listen, you are out of sync with nature. You are not meant to live with your parents because of this. Nature has turned against you, and all That's of these animals works. are attacking you. They like they it like. It's part of the, like, conceit of the movie. It's so stupid. I mean, at least they, at least they justified it. And they didn't just have these zany animal scenes. Because I wouldn't put it past them to just have the zany animal scenes just I fully expected. I was, I was surprised that they, that they drew attention to it and made it like a thing. Um, Because the movie does not seem to be um, competent enough to, uh, you don't, you don't get that. You don't get. You don't feel like you're in good hands watching this. You know, it's not you like... You really don't feel like you're in good hands. You feel yeah. like not even hands. You just have been thrown against a wall. Yeah. Oh, there's another animal scene with a dog where Sarah Jessica Parker pretends the to dog... have her dog put down. Whose dog is that? I know it's not I, I, her she's dog. Like, she's like friends with the vet. I think she said the dog is there for like dental work. And so they're they're sedating it. But she lets him believe that they're putting the dog to sleep. It's so stupid. So, this movie is so stupid. So, so stupid. This movie also was supposed, it was originally written for Zach Braff and Amanda Peet. Zach Braff and Amanda Peet. That is, that's another like just two random names out of a hat. Listen, I love Amanda Peet. I think Amanda Peet is great. I think Amanda Peet is great. Yeah. Um, whole Nine Yards. Amanda Peet was in. Yeah, Amanda Peet and Matthew Perry rom-com, which, and oh! Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. I was thinking. Just surprisingly good. I think it's good. I wasn't thinking of that. I thought you were talking about, I was thinking of um one of those prison movies. The Longest Yard? Yes! With, um, oh, who's that? I thought you were the longest yard and i was so surprised amanda pete's not in the longest yard is that keanu reeves i think so he's yes. in the longest yard no he's in the replacements oh man Regardless, this is gonna kill me i'm gonna have to look this amanda up Pete. oh it's adam not- sandler adam sandler is the yo- longest yard yeah the longest yard that's the prison movie right yeah 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 adam sandler burt reynolds chris rock nelly terry cruz there's no women in it it takes place in prison yes in prison um a male prison uh cloris <laughs> leachman is the is the first um uh credited uh woman on the on the list here yeah that's an adam sandler movie from from 2005 oh, okay so i guess amanda peak could have been in it because it sounds like it's a comedy i i think i i heard in my brain longest yard but i was envisioning the green mile Oh yeah, another that's a different prison movie. Yeah, I know uh, the lo- the um the whole nine yards is like a um like an action comedy where like Bruce Willis is like a, a gangster or something, and Matthew Perry is like his dentist neighbor, and he gets like drawn into it. And there's a rom. It's not really a rom com, but Amanda Peet is like a romantic interest for, her. Oh. and she's very funny in that movie oh. because she's like a normal. She's like his assistant, but then like she starts training to be a hitman with Bruce Willis. It's very violent. <laughs> oh, so here's a question for you about the movie. Whose movie do you think this is? Do you think that this is Tripp's movie or do you think it's Sarah Jessica Parker's movie? 
I mean, it's certainly framed to be Trip's movie. Like, we spend more time with Trip and his idiot friends. But, like, <laughs> honestly, like, I feel like Sarah Jessica Parker probably actually changes more, which seems yeah. strange to say because of the whole living with his parents situation. But, like, she's the one that comes around. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, so and allows uh, herself to be happy. Yeah. It's, because women uh, be working, they're not happy. It's so stupid. <laughs> oh, and then um so yeah, so the last the last animal scene is after they get together, they're they're sailing again and she knocks him overboard and dolphins come up and he's worried the dolphins are going to bite him, but instead the dolphins don't bite him because he's come into harmony with nature now and you know, all is right in the world and the dolphins let him be. That's probably And then they yeah. play hit the road jack and that's the end of Which the movie. Which was so jarring. Well, oh no, not only do they play Hit the Road Jack, they have an, an a scene like melt, melting into them playing that over the credits, which is Kathy Bates and Terry um, Bradshaw in the Lazy Boy, which is also a plot point. Lazy Boys are a plot point in this movie. It's a whole thing with these chairs because they're retired, I guess. Yeah. And they like Lazy Boys and everybody has to sit in a Lazy Boy. And that's how Sarah Jessica Parker and Bradley Cooper meet is that she... She, she engineers oh, a meet cute, yeah. Exactly. But oh, yeah, we should have... probably talk about like the meat cute in every movie. That would be smart. Yeah. Well, yeah. this meat cute is at a lazy boy store. And that it's, tells it's you... prearranged. So it's not yeah. really a meat cute. It's a... it's like a faux meat cute. It's a yeah. meat cute. Yeah. A feet cute. The feet cute. The feet cute. Uh, <laughs> Don't Google feet boy. cute, though. That's not going to get you. They're lying on the lazy boy and they're and Terry Bradshaw is singing hit the road trip and don't you come back no more. And why? Okay. Did he move on to this boat? I guess. Yeah. Did, I but, mean, it doesn't show them. Do they move in together? Do they, do they move I, into the boat? Did he addressed. buy the boat? I have no idea. Does he live on a boat now? I don't know. And also who cares? Because you do not care for any of these characters. Except for Zoe Deschanel. I like her because she uh, she's violent, I guess. That's the... <laughs> I mean, to her defense, she does do that role absolutely fantastically. Like, yeah. that role is... It's quirky. It's cute. It's fun. I just didn't appreciate that her whole thing was, let's murder this bird. Yeah. And I did. And also, who wears heels to a paintball match? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, she's not playing paintball. She is just there. But yeah, but I was so dirt. I wrote that down. I was like, she's wearing heels at the paintball thing. And then also just hanging Justin out at Martha. home with her roommate. Oh. She's just she's wearing he, like the just heels with heels. the leggings. and the, yeah. yeah, just at home. But also, I mean, it's not a height paintball. thing because like Sarah Jessica Parker is even shorter than Zoe Deschanel. So, like, yeah. But at the paintball game, Justin Bartha is also wearing the wrong shoes. Justin Bartha is wearing sandals, open-toed shoes. Who wears that to play paintball? Actually, I think I would. I, I, I that that I think that might fit the character. Like, it's a certain kind of guy who wears sandals all the time. And then the first thing you see is his foot getting hit with a paintball, and him going. Rah! It's just, and the, like all the comedy is just like that. All the comedy it's is so, so forced. It's, it's so, so forced. That's a good forced. word for it. Yeah. I just, I just wish that we liked someone. 
Yeah. That's my uh, one there's wish a Patton Oswalt uh, cameo where we see like one scene where she has a different client, like another guy that she's tr- pretending to date. And it's really sad and cruel. It's so sad. Like, because of course Patton they make Oswalt. him a Star Wars fan. It's just like so cliche. This movie just like yeah. falls into it just leans into cliches because you can see that like the screenwriters are like, this is what people think this type of person is like. So yeah, which is so weird because like, I mean, nerd culture has been, has been on like quite a journey from 2006 till now oh. where like, you know, in 2006, it was still like, this guy is so lame. And then nerd like culture took over pop culture not long after this, honestly, like it yeah. was kind of a slow climb, but like, and now like it happened. And now it's, it's, they're, they're bad again. Like, you know, like five years or so, five years or so ago, we realized that all those nerds are, are just as bad as we thought they were. And they've ruined culture for everyone. Because now they own it all. And now everything has to have a superhero or a, a hobbit in it. And I, I fucking can't like. Jesus Christ. Can we please just, just. We let them have too much power is what we did. Yeah. Yeah. We were just too into what they were into for a hot second because we were like i guess this doesn't suck no it doesn't i mean there's there's definitely i like some marvel movies but i just don't like i love the marvel all movies to be marvel movies. i don't want all movies to be marvel movies i don't want everything to be filmed on a green screen yeah i mean that's a whole separate thing some plot I would like some conversation. I would like to not have to do homework. The state of movies are so, so bad. And part of that is, and that's very tied to why rom-coms died. Yeah. Because everything has to make more money than anything has ever made. The studios need to have to spend all their money on these like extremely expensive blockbusters all the time. And so mid-budget movies like this, they don't make movies for $50 million anymore. You're not going to make a rom-com for $50 million. A movie has to cost... $150 $150 million or it has to cost like $20 million and there's nothing in between. Like yeah. the, the stuff gets, you know, sent to Netflix to die where no yeah. one watches it and no one knows if it was a hit and they don't pay anybody anyway. And then they can just yeah. delete it. So they don't have to pay royalties to the writers or actors ever again. And then the movie's just, you know, the gone. two cents that they were sending them in like exactly. Um, and so that, that whole that part of culture has has negatively impacted not only the rom-com but also like you know the the mid-budget comedy and like it's yeah. very very slowly i think starting to come back but it's yeah i think it's people, tough people are starting to like catch on to the, all the bullshit a little bit yeah. and realize it i mean i think these strikes have been an excellent example of just the transparency and showing of no no no, we don't get royalties anymore like how they did in the 80s and 90s which is because as an actor you might not work for nine months but if you had a co-star role on boy meets world you you're you can count on that money to pay your rent until you do book a job yeah so or or not you know Ryder strong doesn't have to work again if he doesn't want to I think he's got a podcast, actually. Oh, it's about Boy Meets, Me- Boy Meets World. Shocking. It's him, Topanga, and who's the one that went? Freddy! Corey's brother. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Corey's brother's uh, name from the show. Yeah. But, I you... but it's, not, it's not one of the Lawrences. 
No, no, no. That's Sean's brother is one of the Lawrences. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Wait, I, I love Blaine. Will Friedel. God. That's the name of the actor. Came out of nowhere. Boom, boom. Yeah. She's Why am I it. like this? Why am I like this? I Pop forget to dictionary. take my pills, but like I remember Will Friedel. <laughs> <sighs> Would you say back on the topic of the uh, failure of the movie industry in our lifetime? Would you say that failure to launch is the movie that ended it all? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure like we haven't like this is not a research podcast. Like, no, we not in not, any way. I mean, you look at the IMDb trivia and I don't. And that's kind of the, <laughs> the breadth most of, of that is stupid. Yeah. So, uh, no, I have no idea. Maybe. I mean, it's probably I mean, we can we could do some research and find out. It's got to be it's somewhere around here. This could be the last. Yeah, like, I mean, this it, is if it grossed it gro- it grossed, um, you know, uh, $130 million on a $50 million budget. Like that's good. That's a, yeah. that's a hit. People went so and saw some this movie. Point, yeah. At some point these things stopped being hits and that's the, that's the real death knell. Yeah. Which is really sad unless it's Christmas time and the internet. Has even those are, it. those are streaming movies. Like they're not yeah. like hitting, like they're not, they're not hitting the, the, the theaters. Like that's actually really you know, true. When honestly, was the last like, time there was a rom-com in the, in theaters. Well, right now, I mean, my big fat Greek wedding three. Yeah. I mean, actually, I don't know if it's a rom-com. I mean, they're, they're married, you know? So like. I think her daughter is of dating age now. And so they're like, we can do this with them. Any other thoughts, feelings, opinions? Yeah, I think I got some, I got some stuff. Um, (laughs) Lay it on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one thing I thought might be fun. So like in, in PG-13 movies, um, which this is a PG-13 movie. There's usually, in a rom-com especially, because there's usually not a lot of violence or sex in rom-coms, they'll get their one allotted fuck. Mm. And I like to, to, to like notice where that fuck is deployed and how it's deployed and how, yes. um, and how, we th- how successful we think mm. the, uh, the one use of the word fuck is. In this case, yes. It is after he reveals that he has, he's discovered that they're paying her to pretend to date him, but she has fallen in love with him, obviously, and had, had, was, was planning on telling him that yeah, before. They slept together. And her one rule was oh, that yeah. she would never sleep with clients. Yeah. And there's a whole like, you know, shaming sex workers thing, which I also think yeah. would be totally different now. So they're in the car, it's pouring down rain, of course. He says uh, to, um, I didn't write it down exactly, but he says, I think, you know, uh, he says, get the fuck out of the car. That's what he says. Yes. And I think that uh, I think that's very well deployed. I think yeah, that's uh, I that's good. Yeah, I think that it, it's not. There's not so much focus on it. It's not yeah. like a big plot point. It's almost a throwaway line, yeah. but it's there, and it and it has its impact. And and you would believe that Matthew McConaughey would tell Sarah Jessica Parker to get the fuck out of his car. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, you know, the last two. I don't believe actually Practical Magic was rated PG thirteen, but I don't think they say it because Practical Magic think, is scary. Yeah, and that probably it's for sexual content. Yeah, because they couldn't rate Practical Magic PG. No, no, not with it's, all the it, there's a zombie in it. Date raping your boyfriend. Not to mention the murder. Oh yeah, the murder. <laughs> Remember the murder. And when Harry Met Sally is rated R and has lots of fucks. So, yeah. So from now on, when we hit like a PG-13 movie, I think it'd be, it'd be fun to like, you know, focus yeah. on that. No, I love that. Um, That's really fun. Yeah, I wanted to say, oh, yeah. Did your parents want you to move out of the house the second you turned 18? 
they did not. I went off to school. Well, kind of. I went off to school and I almost stayed at home to go to U of H because I thought that that's where I was going to go. But then at the last minute, I got accepted to a school in East Texas. And I was pretty excited to move out of the house. Mm-hmm. But I would say that, you know, they're not in a rush to kick me out now. Yeah, they like having you there. They really like having us here. It's nice. I like well, I mean, all four of you are sweethearts. So, you know. Yeah, we try. Yeah, We try. What about yeah, you? Yeah, same. I, I could not wait to get out of my parents' house. I was, I was so excited. chafing in Tennessee and uh, mm. wanted to move to the big city as soon as I possibly could. Um, yeah, I went yuck, to college yuck. and basically never went back. I mean, I, I, I moved to New York after college and then I was back in my parents' house after I ran out of money and couldn't afford to live in New York anymore. That's so New York. Yeah, I mean, and the economy had collapsed. It was a very different time. And, uh, yeah, and I, I lived with my parents for less than a year, like six months or something before I, before I left again after that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And the other question I was going to say was, I think that like the living at home thing has changed. And we talked about that a little bit earlier, but like, let's yeah. pretend that you're, I mean, neither of us are single, but if we were, you went mm-hmm. on a date with a guy and it turned out that he lived with his parents, like, what would your reaction be in that situation now? Does he have a good job? Let's say yes. Is he cute? Well, obviously, he's cute if you're going on a date with him. Why would you go obviously. on a date with somebody who you don't think is cute? Well, it, unless it was like a Tinder date and I showed up and you didn't look like his picture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be that upset. I, I mean, think it would depend I, on context, but it would it not would be an immediate on context. Yeah. It would not be an immediate red flag if he was like, no. In his 40s or 50s, maybe. Yeah. But like nowadays, especially the way that the housing market, guys, guys, the way the housing market is, it's not great. <laughs> it's true. You have special insight into this. It's it's rough out there. It's yeah. it's hard. So I get it. I am literally staring at pictures of myself in dance recital costumes so hell yeah uh yeah i get it but luckily yeah. i already brought my boy home <laughs> yeah you're it's my husband <laughs> that's true your husband is living with your parents which is a totally is. different situation yeah he is and if you know he was the guest on this podcast i would ask him how do you feel about that and i, yeah. I can tell you that his response would be that's all right <laughs> So right. Uh, did Charlie watch this movie with you? He did not. Charlie did not. Yeah, okay. I saved him from this one. So but no next Charlie week, input on this. No one, Charlie yeah. notes. No Charlie yeah. thoughts. Next week, I will watch it with Charlie, and he, I will make sure that he gives me a quote or a thought or a note for Charlie's corner. Yeah, I also. I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I, I think it would depend on it would depend on context. It would absolutely not be a, like because I mean, again, the way it's framed in this movie is like they find out he lives with his parents, and they're 
screaming and running out of the yeah. house. Well, it's like so they much found so, out he yeah. had a dead body in there or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's so much so that it's one of his go tos when he wants to break up with a girl, but not break up with a girl because he sucks. I and mean, that's what he does. That's what it he is. He brings like, them he home uses it. to yeah. meet the parents. But not yeah. only that, he makes sure that his parents walk in on him while he is. <laughs> inside a girl yeah like i don't like, necessarily what? know if that's his plan <laughs> but like he seemed way too cool with it yeah yeah it's i mean how many times has terry bradshaw seen his son fucking like that's I'm probably a bunch because then he goes back to the bedroom and lies down with kathy bates uh and he says <laughs> and there's the door and the screaming and then the other door yeah. And there's her car. Yeah. And we're good. So this has happened enough to where, like, they know the routine. That's so weird. But, like, is Terry, is he in on it? Does he purposely do this? Does he hear Matthew McConaughey come home and be like, sounds like he wants to get rid of this chick. Gotta go in and tell him that my wife has Maybe. a headache. Because Maybe. he lies about what Kathy Bates is doing. That's true. He he says that she's like snoring so loud. Yeah, but she's not asleep. But she's not asleep. Oh my god. I didn't even consider that. Yeah, he's so in on Terry, it. That's so gross. That well, that family is way too close. Yeah. Ugh. Way too close. That's that's so much worse. Yeah. It Awful. did melt my heart a little bit. This is an example of when you give amazing actors great or when you give amazing actors bad writing is the scene when Kathy Bates is talking to Trip and she's saying, well, I, I don't know what you're, I'm going to do when you move out. I've just gotten so used yeah. to having you here. It was actually very, it, I mean, if this was a good movie, I probably would have cried. It yeah, was a very a moving moment. Yeah, I starred that as well. It says, because she's like, I don't want to be, like, I don't know how to be alone with, with my husband. And she's like, yeah. we've been married for 35 years. What if he doesn't like me? Yeah. And I'm like, why is that not a movie? Like, that's a much better movie than this. <laughs> I'd watch Kathy Bates do anything, though. I have watched Kathy Bates do many things that she probably shouldn't have. Mostly yeah. American Horror Story plot lines. Oh, God. Yeah. Did you, have you watched all of American Horror Story? No, I stopped after I watched Roanoke. And wow, that's a lot watched, more than I've watched. I watched um Cult. And that I think Cult was the last one that I watched. Yeah. That's a lot of seasons. That's like eight or nine seasons of American yeah. Horror Story. I, yeah, I, I like didn't even finish the witch one. That I watched three oh, seasons of American Horror Story. No, it's not. It, it can't is. be. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts, feelings, opinions? Except no, I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, don't we... watch it. Yeah, and bottom line, the the rom com bottom line for failure failure to launch is don't just don't. Yeah, don't watch it. You can listen to this podcast instead of watching it, and this podcast is you know fifteen minutes shorter than the movie itself. So. <laughs> 
share, so save, so shave a little really time off of it. Yeah. Save the same amount of time. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, this is not this is not like making us sound necessarily good at all. But this podcast <laughs> is definitely funnier than Failure to Launch. Like, I mean, no chipmunks were harmed in the making of this podcast. Exactly. No animals exactly. at all. That moth is still alive. I'm not going to kill a moth. I don't want to <laughs> touch it. So join us next week when we review another romantic comedy, or as Webster's Dictionary calls it, a rom-com. What are we watching next week, Emma? I actually had to think about this. Can we do the um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Simply Irresistible? Oh my God, yes. Hell yes. Another insane rom-com. I'm so excited. I've wanted to watch it. I saw that it was on I think it's on Hulu or HBO. It's on one of the two and I saw it and I was like oh, oh, I love this movie. (laughs) Can't wait to watch it. It's deeply bizarre and it's good. It's so it's also it's also like, you know, a uh, magical kind exactly. of Exactly spooky. Yeah. Spooky, yeah, vaguely spooky, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you. So, thank you so much for joining us and we'll we'll see you next week. Well, actually, we won't see you. You will hear us next week when we are reviewing and talking about Simply Irresistible. Yeah, My name's for Emma. Listening. Uh, my name's Katie. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Katie of the Lake. You can find our podcast on Instagram at Go Get Your Girl Pod. Yeah, yeah. Also on, it'll be on Twitter, and that's our email. If you want to email us questions or comments, uh, you can Thoughts. email Go Get Your Girl Pod at gmail dot com. Um, or on or on Twitter or um, blue sky. I guess I can make a blue sky. I don't know if people are doing that. I don't even that. know what blue sky is. It's, it's like a it's like a Twitter alternative thing. It's uh, like I don't know. It's kind of dead. It's uh, people every every week. People are like, I'm gonna leave Twitter and go to blue sky, and then like you know you go to blue sky and like it's not. Um, the death of Twitter has been, has taken up a lot of like real estate in my mind, unfortunately (laughs) for the past year. Are you talking about the website X? I don't know what you're talking about. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. Why is this our reality? Anyways, my name's Emma Paliza and you can visit me on any of my socials, uh, which is at Emily pizza. That's right. Emily Emily. pizza. It's Emily pizza. Oh, you told me it was Emily oh. M Pizza. Oh, it is Emily M Pizza. I just lied. It's at Emily M Pizza on Instagram, Facebook. Why? I don't know. Uh, TikTok. Yep. Wow. Oh, we have a TikTok? Oh, you, you, you oh, your TikTok yeah. is Emily M Pizza. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll uh, make a TikTok yeah, yeah. too. We'll, yeah. We'll have a go get your girl TikTok. You can also visit my website at www.emmapalissa.com if you so choose. I if anybody wants to produce my time. plays, you can find me on NPX. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you, everything that you guys do. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna write a script for an intro and a script for an outro. That's what we're gonna do. No, I write a new script for intro every week. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Are you saying you want to do it every week for the the length of the podcast? Yeah, I, I thought it's we were gonna fun. do like a. I thought we were going to do a few of them and then like decide on one. Nope. Nope. I'm going to do a new one every week. Oh, that's very ambitious. Okay. I've got a couple already. All right. I mean, that's ambitious. The one today was a dictionary definition. That's true. That's true. 
cool. And All right. Good night. <laughs> Are we still recording?